My guest today on the Courage of a Leader podcast, Dan Meek, gives us a simple yet powerful and versatile framework for conversations that are valuable, productive, and deepen relationships. Dan is the CEO of LIW, a leadership consultancy with a mission of democratizing leadership. You'll enjoy our conversation about conversations. So I'm glad you're here to listen in. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results. And you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I am so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. Dan, I'm super excited to talk to you today, and I'm excited about the topic that we have selected. We are going to have a conversation about having great conversations. I know. I'm excited to be um, hanging out with you too, Amy. And uh, yeah, it, it actually puts a bit of pressure on this conversation. If we're going to talk <laughs> about having great conversations, it feels like we should be a little bit okay at doing that together. So right. Let's see how we go. This better be a great conversation itself. <laughs> but what I love is that there was not a buzzword in the topic that we selected. There's no jargon there. And yeah. I know that you all at LIW have, if anybody's been paying attention to your website or what's happening online, you've been talking about the importance of having great conversations. Yeah. Why the focus on conversations? Yeah, it's a good question. Thanks, Amy. Really, when it boils down to the idea of leadership, particularly in organizations and teams, leadership um, is a verb or an action. And, and one of our key philosophies is, is leadership, not just leaders. And the act of leadership boils down to great, com good conversations, people actually communicating with each other, people being in a place that they feel they can share ideas. They feel safe to say things like, I don't know, or can I get some more information? And it, it, that comes down to people feeling that they can have good conversations. Yeah. Um, the really interesting thing for, from that we're noticing is that a lot of conversations that happen in organizations or in teams tends to be around task. Right. And so sometimes people have lost the art or don't allow the time for conversations that need to happen outside of just about the task. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I also like what you said about um, we need to feel safe. Like to have great conversations, there's relationship that's built there. There's safety that's built there. And I know there's all these conversations in our world right now about how do we do all this if we're virtual or we're hybrid? How do we protect our culture? Yeah. But where does the yeah. culture happen, right? That the culture happens in our connections and our connections and happen through 
conversation. You could argue that culture happens one conversation at a time. Mm. So if you think about all of the conversations happening in any organization, that's the fabric of the culture that you have. So if we want an inclusive culture, then the conversations that happen throughout, that permeate throughout the organization need to be inclusive, need to be open and willing to accept multiple perspectives and ideas into those conversations, which is a tricky thing, actually, in in leadership. A lot of people get promoted into their roles and become team leaders or leaders of functions or business units because they've been technically really great at something, you know, technically great at sales, technically great at engineering, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. they get promoted to those roles and, and they've been rewarded for a lot of their career for that technical excellence. So they, to have the answers. Mm -hmm. And so often new leaders in particular come to a, a team environment thinking that they are going to add value to that team environment by having the answers. And it's actually to have it, to create a good conversation with teams, the opposite, in fact, needs to happen where a team, a new team leader allows themselves to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, we need to talk about something. And you mentioned an idea before about hybrid um, hybrid working. So let's say that's the idea mm-hmm. that instead of the team leader saying, I have to have the answer about how this team needs to work mm-hmm. in terms of virtual or flexible or, you know, um, hybrid. Yeah. The better answer could be to say, hey, we should talk as a team about what it is that we need to achieve and how our ways of working might support that and what's important to all of us. And then just step Uh back and let the team have the conversation together without presenting the answers. Yes. Oh, you just made a number of important distinctions, Dan. I think for so many leaders, especially new leaders, like you said, right, that it's it's not your technical competence that's going to uh, help you succeed uh, moving forward. Do you have the competence to create inclusive, open conversations? Like you don't have to have all the answers. You have to have an That's idea right. of how about it's having me think about process versus content, right? You yeah. don't have to have all the answers about content. Instead, here's a process to open up a new kind of dialogue for us to co-create the best way to work in a hybrid environment or whatever it might be. That's a great point, Amy, because I don't think that we teach those things enough. We do teach technical expertise, but it feels kind of weird to say we need to teach you how to have a conversation because if you ask people, are you, are you competent, if you like, in having conversations, most people would look at you weirdly and go, well, yeah. We're I talk all the time. Now, <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah. But actually having a conversation without an agenda, without without feeling that you need to have the answer is a really difficult thing for people to give up. We've all probably worked with someone who's been through a coaching program and all of a sudden there's this weird change in them where they just start asking you questions. You know, they, you know, the team leaders, um, you're going to the team yeah. leaders saying, saying, what should I do? And they start going, I don't know. What do you think you should do? No, just tell me what to do. No, well, what do you think is the right thing for you to do? What are the mm-hmm. options? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this weird yeah. shift in their behavior, but 
it's it, it takes quite a while and quite a lot of practice to get to a stage where you're being genuine and authentic in asking those questions. You're not just trying to create a conversation for, because you've been told that's the thing to do, yeah. but you are genuinely into the conversation and not yeah. still trying to bring your answers or your agenda to the conversation. And that, yeah. that takes practice. There's two other elements I would say that are also important. Um, one is this idea of, of practice. Nice. So as soon as you sort of say, hey, we're going to practice getting better at conversations yeah. as a team, it kind of lets everyone off the hook a bit to go, oh, so it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It can be a bit, it can be a bit, you know, because we're not good at it yet. We're just practicing. Uh-huh. So so that in itself starts to create a little bit of a safe environment. Okay. Um, and the other element I would say is this idea of being present and curious. Nice. So having a mindset, really trying to tune into yourself before the conversation takes place to to reminding yourself to be really present to the team and to what's being said and and not spending your time sitting there reloading, thinking what you want to say next in the conversation, but really mm-hmm. listening and being there. And then as a result of that, being really curious about what's going on, you know, looking around and seeing what's happening for people in the team, you know, being wondering what, why people are saying what they're saying and, and therefore rather than responding straight away, maybe following up with questions to direct, to draw more out from the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, Dan. I love those two elements that you're talking about the practice and being present in the curiosity. Let me tell our listeners a little bit more about you, my guest today. Dan Meek is the Chief Executive Officer at LIW, stands for Leading Initiatives Worldwide, a global leadership consultancy on a mission to democratize leadership by helping people and organizations to build and be a part of awesome teams. I am proud to be an LIW associate and therefore able to call LIW a business partner. Uh, Dan brings a deep and diverse experience to LIW and its clients, having worked in key executive roles for both established and startup organizations. During his career, Dan has held roles leading sales and customer success organizations in global HR tech firms on executive teams of professional services firms, and more recently as chief customer officer at LIW. Dan is passionate about helping organizations to improve their ability to create high-performing teams aligned to the ever-changing strategic narrative, which not only improves organizational performance and culture, yet also creates a highly desirable workplace for today's workforce and into the future. And it can all stem from great conversations. So exactly. glad you're Thank here, you Dan. <laughs> That's, uh, that was lovely. And we're very proud to have you as part of the team as well um, as, as one of our leadership consultants. You certainly add a huge amount of value to our to our US-based clients. And, uh, and you do help them to have great conversations yourself. Ah, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad we're having this, this conversation. So let's say that I'm a people leader, right? And if and, and and this this idea of having great conversations is having me think about the conversations that my team uh, that I've had with various team members recently. And I am thinking, ooh, gosh, those are off 
awfully task focused. Yeah. And maybe even there's still some confusion and some things missed. You said that sometimes that transition can feel a little awkward. How do how do we start shifting more intentionally? Yeah, that's a really good question. Maybe a good place to start could be the process that you mentioned um, earlier on. One of the things, it's it's difficult. You don't just want to turn up one day and say, hey, let's have a conversation. And then it doesn't have any purpose or, or meaning. So really the conversations that the teams could be having together could be around the conditions required for them to be successful. So let's just have an ongoing conversation about what we need to be successful, what are the conditions in the team now, and therefore what could we focus on together um, in order to improve our, our conditions, our culture, our ways of working, our performance, whatever those things might be. Nice. Um, but to create space to have conversations, not just about the task, but about how are we operating as a team. Nice. We we often give a um, a simple framework or process for people to use if they if they um, would like something to help them. Uh, we call it the three W's, yep. um, and it its job is to align the conversation to a goal first. Often we find people like to talk about task first. So what have we got to do? What's going on? What what do we need to what do what do we need to action? And that's yep. that's very action oriented. Or people like to talk about the situation. So oh, what's going on? Um, what's going on in the market? What's going on in the world? What do we need to do about it? Uh-huh. But actually, I think talking about the goal of the team or the goal of the organization or even the goal of, of the, the partnership first is a great way to start. So the three W's is a way of doing that. It's essentially three questions or three elements to a conversation. W1 is the question, what do we want to achieve and why? So helping, uh-huh. you know, a, a t- getting a team leader to genuinely start that conversation with their team to say, well, what's what are we here to do? What's this team here for? And why is it important to us, to the organization that we work for. And obviously there's an element of already having been told that depending on where you are in the organization, but it's still really important for the team to co-create their understanding of that together because it builds a combined understanding of each person's interpretation in the team around that and a joint understanding of what elements of that is important to each member of the team. Mm-hmm. And they get to understand that about each other together. Yeah. So that W1, what yeah. what is it that we're here to achieve and why is a really important first step. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. And I could see like as, as leaders, one might feel like they are really clear about what they and the team are yeah. supposed to go and do. Right. And, and I, I knew I know what the three W's are, so I knew where you were headed with this, Dan, but I love the way that you just described it. Uh, you talked about two of the pitfalls, right? Like we go straight to action or we go straight to talking about the obstacles and the opportunities in the current situation. But as a leader, like even even when we feel like it's really clear to us having that conversation as a team. Right. And yeah. I know each time that I've asked that question or I've seen a team leader ask that question, new things are uncovered. Oh, 
I didn't think about it that way. Oh, you're looking at it from the lens of what needs to be done in customer service to to get this accomplished. You know, I was thinking of right. it from this view. Okay, so W one right. is what do we want to achieve and why? And it and it does help with future conversations as well. If everyone has mm-hmm. co created that and signed up to it, if you like, not through being told, but but through building it together, then. As things progress, um, as they do, and and things go really well, or things maybe slightly come off the rails, it makes it easier for everyone to come back and remind themselves. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. This is what we agreed that we wanted to do, and and mm-hmm. how we want to do it. Mm-hmm. The second question, W two, is so where are we now? Mm-hmm. And and again, thinking about that question beyond just the task, but where are we now as a team? Like where, how are we working together? And this is where we were talking before about hybrid, for example, where are we now in terms of the way that we're working together? Is it working for us? Is it working for the individuals within it? Are there things that we need in the team that we don't currently have, you know, and that could be, that could be material things, new processes, resources, but it could be also, you know, competencies or behaviors are we missing some skills here do we need to develop some some people in the team or are there some behaviors that we've got as a team that are not serving as well are we being competitive with each other are we you know are we not being open with each other with feedback or you know is there something stopping us from from being really um able to to talk openly if we feel as a team we're not performing the way we would like to so being able to, and that doesn't have to all happen in one conversation. By the way, we talk about we talk about practice, and we talk about being present, and curious. Those things, you know, n- need to happen over time. Yeah. You know, that you, you can't just sort of waltz into a a conversation about can we give each other feedback or not without building up, building, you know, practicing earlier conversations to start to really demonstrate that this is a safe place for us to talk and you know there have been some challenges in the com- previous conversation so now i feel okay that we can all challenge certain things or, or bring different ideas to the table yeah. so yep. you know the example we're using in the w2 question there um, where are we now you know it takes a while to get to that don't think that you need to turn up to conversation number one and and try and knock it out of the park I know that you have the courage of a leader. I understand that you want leaders of competence and courage in your organization. I know you're focused on attracting, inspiring, and retaining top talent. So many of you requested an assessment to see where you are as a leader and where your team could be in terms of their success. So we have built for you the Inspire Your Team Assessment. You can find this assessment at courageofaleader.com slash inspire your team. There's also a link in the show notes. When you take the assessment, which will only take you about 10 minutes to complete, you'll get a customized set of recommendations about how you can build leaders of competence and courage in your organization. You'll also be helping me out. This will be absolutely free. I just ask that you tell at least one person about the value you created for yourself through the assessment process. 
and you'll be giving me valuable research for my next article on the courage of a leader for pillars. Thank you so much. Click on the link in the show notes to take the assessment and help me out. You will be glad you did. I know listeners are waiting for the W3, but a follow-up question on the W2. I could imagine, and I've heard leaders that I'm working with express this to me. Well, what if they bring up stuff that I don't know how to solve or I don't know how to deal with? That, again, such a good question, Amy. And that goes back to how leaders probably feel on day one or probably through their whole journey is that they have to have the answer. It is a moment of trust, right, where um, you have to genuinely let go. But but the whole team, if they talk about it together, can solve the problems together that you you mentioned. I keep using hybrid ways of working as an example, but you can imagine there being quite emotional, uh, some emotional um, or some emotions in the way people think and feel about their place of work. So, you know, COVID has um, pushed us into a situation where a lot of people have flexible ways of working and we're all talking, we're all thinking about how we work moving forward. Mm -hmm. If an organization tells its people this is the way it's going to be or if a team leader tells the individuals within the team this is the way it's going to be yep. um that's 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 a valid option that's a that's a valid way forward but it will create emotions and responses that are not not surfaced properly um, yep. and are not discussed yep. and it's it, it's not one size fits all doesn't work right. so if those emotions are there, if individuals are, are sort of translating what they're hearing and going, well, that doesn't work for me. I could do a really great job. If I did, if I could just take my kids to school, I would put in so many extra hours and I would be able to think more clearly. And, and But instead, I'm being forced to do this. But that, that internal dialogue probably doesn't get surfaced. Whereas if the team leader, to your question, genuinely let go of trying to deal with those issues individually and just allowed the team to consider all of the issues going on. Yes, we're here to achieve these things. And yes, you live a long way away from the office and and I like coming to the office because I'm an extrovert, but you like, you know, coming to the office once or twice a week to top yourself up, but you need that time alone to be able to get your job done. All of those things if they're commonly understood together, will create a stronger bond in the team and remove the need for the team leader to manage all of those issues individually with each of the people in the team. Yes. With that example, you just perfectly illustrated, Dan, that not only does the leader not have to have all the answers, sometimes if they present an answer, it's going to get resisted. Yeah. Right? let the team create, co-create their own answer. Yeah. It also had me think, um, I've often said to leaders, um, all you ever need to know is the next step you want to take, right? I deal with a lot of folks who are overwhelmed, right? And and sometimes in this 
volatile, uncertain world that we have going on, you know, we, we don't see how we're going to get to the end goal, to the to the finish line. And sometimes things do need to evolve as we're moving down a path. You just need to know the next action to take. Today, I'm thinking you just need to know the next conversation to launch. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it, Amy. The um the next step actually links probably nicely to thinking about W three. Let's go to um, W three. So we had W one. What is it that you want to achieve and why? W two. So where are we now? Mm-hmm. So W three is just the the closing of that gap. So what next is W three? And and that's really what you're talking about there. Is what, what's our next? How do I prioritize the next conversation? What's the thing that we need to do next that will most effectively help us as a team because remember the three w's can be used from a task perspective that's absolutely fine but we're talking about conversations and we're talking about why you might have conversations so this would be in relation to a team having a conversation about you know what is it that we're trying to achieve and and what what's our current situation and and how is it serving us or not serving us to achieve what we want to achieve and then so therefore what have we got to do next and that helps to prioritize the next conversations whether they are with people within the team whether that is for the whole team but it's anchored in helping the team to achieve its goals yeah so Dan, someone might be thinking, all right, this question of what are we looking to achieve and why that sounds really good at the beginning of a project yeah. Or the beginning yep. of initiative. Like, what if I'm a people leader? I know I've got to upgrade the conversations that are going on. I know I want to have different kinds of interactions with my team members. But we're we're mid project on a couple of things. Great, it's a good question. Um, the three W's. Uh, there are other approaches, but the three W's can be used in in multiple contexts. So it would be worth trying it just in any meeting. So. It, and and again, it doesn't need to be um, an obvious process. So you don't have to use those exact questions. Frame it in your own way. But yeah. starting any meeting with the idea of going, so what is it that we want to get out of this meeting? I love it. Yep. Yeah. You can you break know, it down for the task or the, the the conversation or the meeting at hand. Absolutely. Yeah. Even even with uh, those organizations that are in um, that are running agile. You know, reminding yourself when you're doing a, a retro in in agile. It's a, agile, by the way, is another great process for conversations. Yeah. So a sprint plan is an opportunity for people to really talk about what do we think we can get done in this next sprint. Let's say it's a week long sprint or a month long mm-hmm. sprint, and mm-hmm. the team gets a chance to sort of contribute to that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that sprint, they have a thing called a retro or retrospective, which is the chance for a team to talk about. Hey, how did we go? Not in terms of the task, but in terms of how we worked together. And the three W's can support those conversations as well. If you just think about coming into a retro, what is it that we, we're here to achieve? Well, we're here to continuously improve as a team. What we want to get as an outcome from this conversation is two or three thoughts that might help us to improve as a team. Great. So where are we now? Well, let's have the retro and talk about what happened in the, in the sprint. Mm -hmm. And so what do we want to do next? Well, what are the two or three things that have come out of the retro that we want to 
um, apply in our next sprint to see whether it actually improves us or not. Nice. Nice. So I love this. We can apply the three W's. We can we can expand the scope. We can narrow the scope to be able to use the three W's in a variety of situations. I know also that LIW has been sharing a resource out recently called Conversation Starter Cards. Great one. Yeah. Different open-ended questions that might fit the situations at hand um, in your team or with specific team members. You can find that. We'll put it in the show notes, uh, but it's on LIW's website, liw3.com slash conversation dash starter dash cards. Well done. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll put that in the in the show notes. Dan, something else that has come to mind for me in live conversations that we have, I often lament that those who identify as introverts or those who need some more time to process before they feel comfortable sharing their perspectives out loud can get left behind and we miss their perspectives because the conversation is happening at a certain pace and we've moved on when they formulated their thoughts to the last conversation that we've had. In having great conversations, how do we allow for style differences? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that that comes actually down to some of the early conversations that we have as, as the team, right? So there is a role here for the team leader to ensure that when the team is having these conversations that everyone's voice is heard yeah. um and but the team also need to agree that this is important too so that everyone is observing and being you know present to what's going on in the conversation so this is this idea of practicing being present and curious to what's going on um, and allowing yeah. the space for all of the voices that need or want to be heard to to come out and you know sometimes to place a, a timely and, and kind piece of feedback to potentially those people who do feel that their their ideas bring great value and, and they value themselves for bringing the ideas of those conversations. So, you know, they get excited and they've got, you know, often really great ideas that, that, yeah. um, that the team will eventually enact on, but that enthusiasm can squash or, or stop the voice of, of the other people being heard. Uh -huh. So that's part of talking as a team about the environment that we need to create for every voice to be heard. Sometimes it can mean that we, we want to give um, opportunity for those who like to reflect to still bring their reflections a day or two after the conversation has actually happened, because yeah. it may still just not be possible to bring it all out in the room yeah. in a, in a one hour conversation. The other thing I would I would suggest is, you know, don't try and achieve too much in one conversation so that there is the space for everyone to to have a voice nice. rather than, you know, quick, we've got to move on. Sorry, we didn't get to all eight people. We'll, we'll try better next time. Sort of thing. Yeah. But allow that space. And the third thing, which is practice. So. Mm -hmm. That's the reason we created these conversation starter cards, um, to be honest. We, they're, they're a bit tongue-in-cheek. They come in uh, three different colours that represent, you know, easy, medium and difficult, if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the topics in there are, uh, can be a bit cheeky or a bit um, irreverent. And, of course, you, don't, you can choose what you 
decide to talk about, but they're there to give the team a chance to talk or have a conversation about something that will actually help build relationships in the team. So it's not just a waste of time conversation, but it gives the team a chance to have a conversation. We have to think about, oh, what have we got to talk about now? This feels a bit forced. And, you know, if there's a space at the beginning or uh, at the end of a particular team meeting to say, hey, we're going to pull out a conversation card and we're going to spend 20 minutes on this. And we just practice going around the team and having a conversation about the title of the card and trying to have some follow-up questions with each other about what people meant by their response, being genuinely Mm -hmm. curious about why, why do you feel like that? Or why do you think that? Or that will help the team to form a dynamic that, um, that translates into conversations about the team later on. Yeah, so I'm seeing the value in the team leader being really overt about these two elements that you shared with us earlier, and we keep circling back to them because uh, they're just so relevant in every piece of this. The practice, we're just, we're just practicing. Yeah. So we don't have, we don't have yep. to be, we don't have to be perfect at this. I'm not worrying about what's the perfect next question to ask because if not, because if I'm doing that. I'm not practicing the second element, which is being present and curious. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So much great stuff, Dan. And I love that this was just, it was all about having great conversations. (laughs) Those two elements. And then let me also recap the three W's. What do we want to achieve and why? Where are we now? And what next? And you can shift the scope on those three W's uh, to have the most valuable conversation um, in that moment. Absolutely. And ultimately, this all builds the foundation for good leadership in your team and your organization, which lays the foundation for lots of things that you're trying to get done. Performance is just one of them. Having inclusive cultures is another. You know, lots of the things that organizations are trying to solve for if you have the foundation of the great conversations and great leadership in all of your teams then creating great cultures and great performance is is it is an outcome yes that is a perfect note to end on this is a great foundation for (laughs) yeah a high performing team and culture and it all starts with the next Great great conversation Yes. Correct. Well, I think so. Same. Thank you, Dan, for your time today. Really appreciated you having you on the Courage of a Leader podcast. Oh, thank you, Amy. I really appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader.